Hello, my name is Russell Howcroft. I've lived a lot of lives. I've been an ad man, a CEO, a panellist. I currently host a radio show on 3AW and I'm also a partner at the Sayers Group. And I'm host of this podcast. It's called Conversations, a Sayers podcast. Throughout my time, I've learned that so much of life starts with, yeah, a conversation. And that's what we're going to do here today. So let's get started. Today, my guest is Luke Sayers. For nine years, Luke was the CEO of PwC here in Australia. Now he's the executive chairman of Sayers. Hey, Luke, let's start that conversation. How are you, Russ? Good. Now, I did get something wrong in that intro, didn't I? You did. You did. So it's eight eight years you were the CEO because I should have thought of that because it's a a two times four job, isn't it? Two times four, but uh, Russ... For those that uh, know you well, know that numbers is not your strength, my friend. So, uh, you know, nine is just a little up on eight, but eight's the, the answer. Now, I've, learned, I've known you for a long time. Obviously, thinking about this podcast and what are we going to talk about, I thought, well, I should, we should reveal to um, whoever's listening that we have known each other for a pretty long time because I, I actually went to your 40th, which, which was a big bash. It was. It a rip, was. It, it was. was. Indian-themed. Um, and then uh, I went to your 50th. So it's at least 10 years, um, and of course I met you prior to your 40th, um, and in fact um, we sort of got to know each other very quickly, very early, and I've got a suspicion it's because we both don't mind a chat. <laughs> uh, yes, I think um, it was probably 13 to 15 years ago yeah. uh, when you were the CEO just a couple of uh, buildings up at, yeah. at, at GPYR. Um, the one thing that you've got that I love in people is positivity. <laughs> so what is it? It's there's I think there's a friendship and a connection there that mm. you're positive, you're optimistic, you're yep. can do, yep. and we need a lot more of that yep. in the business world today. Yeah, it's funny, you know, on um, on radio occasionally callers will ring up and they'll um, they'll almost treat me like I'm the um, the virus. They'll say, "Now, Russ, you're being a bit false positive here," <laughs> which. I actually don't even mind that. You'd prefer that than negative, wouldn't you? I would absolutely prefer false positive than negative. That's true. Not in the not in the COVID situation. No, no, no. no. But, but generally, I would. Okay, so we want to have a uh, have a chat. Um, for me, it was really interesting uh, thinking about the Sayers as a brand, uh, and of course, what we wanted to do is we we wanted to express the brand in a way which reflects who and what you are. And it was so interesting. I thought that we were able to come up with a, an idea. Um, which reflect the notion of conversation. So um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, the Sayer. What, what do you like about the Sayers logo? Um, well, to be, to be blunt about it, the, the name piece I'm still kind of grappling with. Yeah. Um, I think for anyone who, who starts their own business um, and calls it their surname, I think everybody would go through some sort of a gee, is this right, is it wrong, you do feel like a bit of a, a yeah. goose. Yeah. Um, um, that's a nice word for it. And so kind of working through that process has been has been hard. But equally, if there is some brand value, which I humbly think that there is with, with the brand name, then you've kind of you got a bit of a head start yep. on, on sort of a brand new concept or, or idea. But to the question of what do I love, I, I love the talking marks because the talking marks in there, for me, kind of take it away from being a surname yeah. to, to being a brand of which the, the talking marks means we're open for conversation, we're open for business, 
we don't come thinking that we've got all the answers. We're, we're, we're here to engage, to really understand and to listen and to, to, have, a, to have a conversation. And yep. so um, that isn't kind of widely known yet and we're just six months out of the gate, but as we build more and more momentum, those talking marks is, is really, really powerful, I think. So if we think about conversations, I, I, wanted, I wanted you to maybe not literally close your eyes, but I want you just to sort of relax and just think about... Where, where is your favourite place in the world to have a chat? Yeah, so it could be anywhere in the world, and I know you're a well-travelled man. Um, if you just reflect on, geez, I just love having chats at X, where would that be? Where would that be? I'd probably say there's a number of places, <laughs> Russ. I don't mind a gold, chat. silver, and bronze. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't mind if you do gold, silver, and bronze. Give well, it the Olympics. I am, I am aching, aching to be uh, back in Italy. Yes, and so um, there is a place in Lucca in mm-hmm. Tuscany. Yep, uh, that is kind of my my special place, mm-hmm. and it's. Know, for those people that know Luca well, it's an old world, old walled town. Lovely. And um, you sit above the wall. Uh, there's there's trees and gardens, and it's just a very very relaxed, engaging, calm sort mm. of place. And so to be able to have a little aperitivo mm-hmm. there, having a conversation, having a chat. Um, uh, my Italian's no good, so I do lots of listening to our Italian friends when we are there. But Lovely. that is. That is a place of, of fantastic, um, relaxed, real sort of engagement. And any particular season, or you know, like is that a is it at its best in? I mean, I'm, it's obviously good in summer, but is it at its best, you know, at winter time with a fireplace, or is it just summer outside having any time? Any time you don't any time care. any time don't care. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so I want you. I just want you to be there. All right. All right. So let's let's just go there. I'm happy to go there. I'm very happy to imagine that I'm I'm hanging out um, in Luca and having a wonderful chat with you. I, I want you to tell me about some of the conversations that you've had in your life that have really just bloody Jesus. They've stuck with me. So just some stuff where you go, oh jeez, I'm glad I was I had that experience. It may not have been in Luca, of course. It could have been anywhere. It's just the you know we've all ha- we've all had those moments. So, gee, I'm glad I had that chat. And just this is a this is a conversation somebody with me or yeah. me with them or whatever totally. it doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. Just a, a chat. Gee, I'm I'm glad I uh, I had that chat. Um, lots of those conversations, Russ. Mm. Uh, one here um, that I'm I'm thinking about right now is uh, uh, you know coming out of. PwC and sort of on that last 12 months, what do I do? How do I figure it out? Um, what are all the options? Um, you know, one of my very good friends and mentor gave me kind of the the confidence through a very, very casual chat to go start your own thing. Yep. I you can. know, go go do it. You never, never know unless you've, you've had a crack. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's it's often times in life that you you might choose the easy route, um, and looking at different scenarios and options, I feel really proud that kind of we have all collectively gone. Okay, well, we're going to take kind of the less road travelled here, mm-hmm. and I thank him for that 
vote of confidence and that boost and come on you can you can kind of do this because the CEO so CEO of PwC at a very young age 42 yep and that would have been unusual yeah yeah, yeah. so um, plenty of runway in front of you yep um, but plenty of runway which normally would have been a corporate I would imagine the CEO of PwC they tend to you know they finish up on ASX boards um, I imagine that that was one of the pathways that was available to you equally you could have gone to Luca and just you know made pizza I suppose how good would that be <laughs> um, no yeah it, it, it's a it's a choice of options I'm I was very fortunate to always be finishing at 50 and you know you in, know in, in that in in that a CEO of Peter you see that's sort of it yeah, well it's it doesn't have to be it but you, it tends to be you can only do a maximum of two four-year terms right, okay okay so when I was voted in, and it is a voting system, it's a it's like a uh, a US election mm. system whereby candidates come forward, they produce their manifesto, and then people people vote accordingly. But you've only got one four year term, and then if you get re-elected, you can go in for another yep. another term. So I always knew when I was elected at forty two, I either get bounced out of here at forty six and go and do something else, yep. or I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, to lead through to 50, but 50 was always going to be the time which, you know, I had to make a choice of did I want to go and kind of um, play that bigger role on the corporate yep. sort of global stage for PwC or was I at a stage whereby I, I should go and do something else? And, and most people coming out of this role are late into their 50s yeah. uh, and so they do go the non-executive director route for the majority. Mm-hmm. In my case, um, I got to 48, 49, I still yeah. feel like I've got gas in the tank and want to give and plenty to, plenty to push and prod on and so I had to make that choice. Now, um, running PwC is a large organisation. It's and, very big. And I, I, I just didn't have the desire to go and run another large organisation. Yeah. I didn't want to kind of do a bit of this and a bit of that and so the board sort of roles at the age of 50 weren't exciting. Um uh, with all due respect to my my private equity friends, to go and kind of work with private equity, um, um, I kind of got to the stage where I didn't want to also work for others, yes. um, and so, you know, it was this it was this conversation that sort of said, you know, go do something yourself, get it set up, um, have a crack, and and I think this is just going to be an exciting journey, hard but yeah. really really exciting. So there is um, often in the market there's a there's questions around well, what the hell is it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what is it? Russ? It's, well, yeah. <laughs> so it's got a. It's it was right to call it Sayers, um, you know, on the record. It was a hundred percent right to call it Sayers, and the reason why it was right because there was two reasons why it was right. Um, as many people said to you, and some said to me, if you call it Sayers, you're out of the gate. You're probably forty percent, you know, down to the finish line. So it gave you a head start and there's no question that it's given the business a head start so brand saliency matters top of mind awareness all this sort of marketing speak actually does matter so i, I do believe it was the right right decision genuinely um and also i think we got lucky you know, I, I think we got lucky because we were able to turn the brand your name into a brand via design that actually reflects who and what you are in that you enjoy a conversation so there's sort of there's something really interesting um, around just the you, we've able been able to turn what is your surname into a brand name really quickly, yeah. 
and individuals are saying, oh, yeah, I'm working at Sayers, and people are seeing that as a, as a brand. They're not seeing it as a it, – it's already been decoupled from, from the man. So um, you may not like that. But that's I, lo- I love that. I love that, and and I think that's I think that's fantastic. Okay, so but what is it? What is it? So it's an advisory and investment firm. Advisory investment, and yep. it's premised on um, sort of a restlessness um, against kind of business as usual, yep. and and so we we very much have at the core this burning desire to kind of challenge. The status quo, um, uh, hence kind of the the phraseology of new quo, yeah, which we um, like, yep. which I think is 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 awesome. Um, but it's 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 more than just a tag tagline or a name. Like we're all the sort of people that embody the culture at at Sayers are kind of just just restless with kind of just doing the same thing. Mm, yep, you know, and and that's not to say that the same thing may not be. May not be right. Well, and some people need to do the same thing. That's that's right. Yeah. But it's it's always thinking and always challenging mm-hmm. and always kind of just just pushing around. Are there are there new and different ways, or are there better ways yeah. of of doing something? Um, because uh, especially off the back of a global pandemic, like everybody is kind of looking for 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 different and newer ways to achieving a, a solution to a problem, and so. You know, it's this, it's this restlessness and, and they're the sort of people that, that will be attracted to Sayers. You know, you're, you're, you're hungry, you're um, challenging the status quo, you're a, you're a thinker, you're an actor, you're, you know, you, you want to get on and, and move the ball. Mm. You're not kind of wanting to um, just kind of play defence, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you want to kind of create an, an offensive yeah. Style of game, a new playbook, maybe. So, any examples that you can give us of? Um, so, as you say, out of the gate, pretty. You know, it's not even what, six months old. Um, but there's clients. I think we've got a few clients. There are, there are clients, <laughs> Russ. Yes, and I know we don't like to talk about clients. No, we don't. Um, but if there, if you've got any examples, maybe you can give us the shape of some examples of where you reckon we've been new quo. Sayers has been new quo. Yeah. So, I mean, just a, an example. Example this morning, um, uh, met with a met with a fantastic new person to Sayers. Uh, she's joined us from from Macquarie Capital. Um, we're working on a sell side mandate at the moment for 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 a business, and she said the way in which you've done kind of the the digital enabled flyer, whereby you can click on yes the certain boxes, and that takes you to to people talking about the actual business. As opposed to a physical yeah. flyer, rocks. Yeah, right. She's like, like this is. I've only been here two weeks, but there's a sign of kind of, you know, why go with a yeah, the traditional, the traditional. There you go. Right. Do you want to think about this business? It's digital. It's click enabled. It takes you through. It's got real life conversations going on by the owners of the business. Good, and it's a much much better experience for those looking at looking at buying the business. Fantastic. And now you're a persuasive character. Um, genuinely, you're a persuasive character. What's the trick? What's the trick to being a persuasive character? I wouldn't see myself as persuasive. Um, well, yeah, um, <laughs> people do business with you, so that, that's that's part of being persuasive. So I I probably answer that by saying um, I think I'm very genuine. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very genuine. I think. Um, 
I'm I kind of call it how I how I see it, how I feel it, how I touch it. There's not a lot of kind of BS around the outside, and and um, and and that is you know back to those talking marks and sort of having a conversation. We we want those people that are genuine genuine people, yeah. and they kind of have their head, their hearts, and their hands all in alignment. There's not a lot of the BS that comes with big corporate cultures and fakeisms and mm-hmm. politics and just call it how it is be honest be open be engaging be real and be vulnerable because yeah. we're all we're all kind of in this together and so maybe the persuasion comes from um, sort of a bit of all that yeah. and 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 the embodiment of, 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 of trust very good well I'm a buyer okay so six months in you know the shape of the business now so give us a sense of two years four years six years yeah look we're we our aspiration here over kind of a seven-year period is to build a, a half a billion dollar turnover business. So we're shooting for kind of 400, 500 million in, in revenue. Um, we don't want to be a large uh, people factory. Uh, right. Ideally, we've probably got 350 to 400 heads, not like a 1,000 heads. Mm-hmm. And so our leverage model is different to kind of traditional um, uh, investment and advisory firms. Um we're a mix of um, services revenue, i.e. per hour, mm-hmm. based on sort of intellect and experience and, and providing services to clients, but we're also um, potentially equity investors into those into those businesses. Right. And we're also obviously running people's money um, from a from a domestic perspective and also from a global perspective through our through our wealth arms. So we're kind of a a mix of investment bank, private equity, venture capital, professional services, wealth management, um, and it's it's quite unique. It's it's we've scoured the world to try and find is there something similar to this anywhere in the world. We can't find that, um, and uh, and so that's kind of more exciting, but also more more daunting. Um, but uh, you know, right here, right now, we we feel we're off to a off to a good start. But still, lots of lots of runway to go. So we said right from the beginning that uh, we have known each other for a long time uh, and had uh, enjoyed each other's company. I, I would suggest, from my perspective, it's because I think in a commercial context, you understand the power of creativity. So can you talk to me about how you see creativity? Well, it kind of goes back to what we're you know if you if you rip back the fundamental sort of premise of Nuquo. Um, you can't kind of look at doing better things or different things or solving problems without creativity. Yeah. And so um, if you've got just people that don't have sort of the ability to kind of jump out of the box and then jump back into the box, you're going to be quite hamstrung or restricted to, to your frame of how you solve that, solve that problem. Um, so... so in this in this new bottle, sort of creativity is 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 a broader sort of definition in my head of creativity to sort of art creativity. It's it's yeah. any sort of whether you're engineering based, whether you're a technologist, whether you're a um, a corporate finance person, whether you're a strategist. Do you have the sort of fungibility to 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 get out of the box and get back into the box? In the context of the problem that you're trying to solve for a client, and 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 that's kind of special because 
not a, not a, not everyone has that ability, and also not everyone has an ability to get along with with different sorts of of people. Um, we're all sort of a function of our parents and our environment and so on and so forth, and and um, oftentimes you just want to work and play with those people that are that are just like you. Whereas if you got that you don't have that broader creative ability to bring to a problem. Nicely said. Okay, so earlier we played a game. We were imagining that we were at, um, in Luca. Yeah, how good would that be? It was pretty good. Having a chat in Luca, which is nice. Um, but I now want to imagine that we're somewhere else. Uh, we're in the treasurer's office. In fact, you are the treasurer and uh, of Australia, the Federation of Australia. And um, we're going to have a conversation about some stuff that we'd like to do. So... And it's not necessarily pandemic orientated either. It's like, okay, let's think about Australia 2050 and some stuff that we need to do to ensure. I mean, I'm a growth person. I'm assuming you're up for growth. Growth. Right? We like Investment growth. in growth. Okay. And uh, I'm assuming that you would think that investment in growth, it, it, that's, a sort of, that's a sort of growth that we want to celebrate. Um, I'm a population growth guy, but I don't think that that's the only lever to growth. I'm assuming you're with me on that one. I'm I'm with you. Mm. I'm with you. I'll probably uh, just narrow it a little bit yeah. and say I'm a population growth guy for those skills that we need to supercharge the growth of the country into the future. Okay, so tell us about the supercharged growth levers. Well, I just think in in that context, kind of just opening the borders and bringing everyone in. That's that that arguably at its most extreme case sort of sinks. <laughs> our wonderful island, um, but bringing those people that have, you know, whether it be the the science, the technology, the engineering, the maths, the 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 the, the capabilities and competencies that are going to um, supercharge that next phase of growth for Australia, that that's where I'd I'd be very targeted yeah. and I'd be very focused. There's awesome awesome skills around the world that um, our country can really piggyback piggyback off. Um, there is no doubt that the digital and technological revolution um, is 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 the way forward. As you know, that is the next that is the next phase, and I'd be focusing all efforts and energies on how do you get the best and brightest coming to this wonderful country to really really look at all forms of technological um, innovation going forward yeah. across all all industries, manufacturing, financial services, professional services the media and entertainment and so on and so forth. Uh, tax. What, anything you do with tax? Tax. Um, I would simplify. Yes. Too many, too many taxes, 120, 130, 150 different, different taxes, um, state taxes, federal taxes, cannibalisation of taxes. Yeah. I understand um, why it's been so hard for them to change because it's just it's too big, it's too complex and... And and so on, but um, it's just too it's, it's too hard, it's too complex, and I'm not sure um, it achieves the end result um, of of attracting capital from offshore to this country to invest for future generations of growth. Uh, city of Melbourne, how are you feeling about our our city right now? Yeah, so the city is in a kind of a a pause or a holding holding pattern is the way I'd kind of. Describe it. How does that make me feel? It makes me feel, you know, pretty lousy, to be honest. Yep. But um, I also balance that out with, um, I think we've done on balance a, a great job getting through this through this global pandemic. 
and we're now poised for um, growth, growth, growth. And so, um, in a good in a good way, I think the the health side has been managed very, very well. We're now sitting there, and the question is, what are we going to do to really supercharge that growth piece? get people back into the CBD, get businesses going again and getting the vibrancy and hustle back to, you know, our, our city, which we love so much. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's important for us and all business and, and politics, federal, state, everybody needs to put the shoulder of the wheel to the wheel, work together to, to get the vibrancy and the rebound happening. We're going to have to work really hard, eh, Luke? Okay, so, um, Carlton, now... You are the incoming president of the Carlton Footy Club in the AFL. Why would you do that? Um, why would I do that? Because um, I'm a proud, passionate Carlton bluebagger. It's tough, this AFL Russ, stuff, mate. And, this president and, of the footy club stuff. I'm quickly realising, I'm quickly realising, but um, I feel I can make a difference and we're 25, 26 years um, since we've seen some silverware mm-hmm, yep. down there at Princess Park. 1995, I think. 1995. Yeah, beat the cats, I think. Uh-huh. Mm. And uh, <laughs> we're going to bring that back. So um, very, very focused on, on what we need to do to, to get Carlton rocking and rolling again. Yeah. And it fits into kind of my loves, you know, uh, the, the family, the mates, my wife's charity, yep. um, Carlton Footy Club and Sayers. I feel like I'm kind of... The luckiest guy alive in that I'm doing exactly what I love doing in all facets of, of my life. Um, the other thing I know you like doing is going to restaurants. So I wouldn't, I, I don't want to, I was going to say what's your favourite restaurant, but I reckon there'd be a lot of people that might be disappointed out there because, you know, it might be a bit unfair. Um, so maybe we'll just say what's your favourite style of restaurant um, and, and what would that, so you, I'm thinking let's, let's get you back to your great conversation. So... You're at a you're at a favourite restaurant. You're eating a meal which you know is going to promote a great conversation. So tell us about that. Um, normally, it's uh, it's a more casual than than sort of over the top. Russ, I'm I'm kind of a uh, a meat and veg sort of sort of guy, and so um, anywhere where there's a bit of there's there's not pumping music or there's not lots of lots of things happening around, you can sit down with a nice bottle of wine and and have a nice Nice conversation to feed. I'm I'm up for. Um, Beautiful. Love a bit of Italian. Mm. Love steak and chips. I know. Love, <laughs> you know, a, occasionally a, a, a nice Chinese feed. But you know, just needs to needs to not be overbearing. Where you're focused on kind of the service and everything that's happening, as opposed to kind of just the one on one and 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 having a real genuine chat. Fantastic, Luke. Well, Luke, as a friend uh, and as a colleague. I wish you, I wish uh, your family, but I don't wish the Carlton Football Club all the best of luck. Good on you, mate. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, mate.